0: You, listen, there's a recession coming. You may not like it, but it's happening anyway. Want to know what to do about it? Want to know what to do before it happens so you're ready for when it happens? I got the answers. Come on, join me now. This is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This Sell More Show. And yes, I'm talking about the recession that's coming again. I don't know what I have to do to get through to you people, but there will be a recession and you're not going to be prepared unless you take the steps I outline in the show today. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad you're a part of our community. We're here every day with great relationship-based sales advice for you. This is the Do This, Sell More show. That's what I do, I give you something to do, you do this, you sell more. All right, today we're talking about the recession that's coming. I wanna get you ready, I wanna tell you what to do, and I'll, I'll explain to you why you can't wait, you shouldn't wait until the recession's actually here. I'll do that all in a minute. Before we get started, I want to let you know about a couple of things, a couple of logistical things around here. We're in the beginning stages of doing some shows where we're running straight through the show. We're not doing any editing at all. So if I make a mistake, the mistake is going to be there. Don't write me, don't tweet me, don't email me telling me that I made a mistake. I can see and I can hear and I know where the mistakes are. Just let it be and pretend it's a conversation between you and me. I'm gonna say some stupid stuff. You're gonna say some stupid stuff. I can't hear you when you say the stupid stuff. You can hear me, just let it go. I will deliver more good than I make mistakes, so let it be. Uh, The second thing I wanna tell you is that we are really focused on getting ready for 2020. This is the time of year when I wanna make sure that you're focused on getting ready for 2020, but part of what I'm doing, and the reason I'm doing these shows live, the reason we're not cutting them up, doing a lot of editing, is because I'm practicing for doing the show in front of a live audience. We are going to be doing something that will look like a show in front of a live audience at some point in the upcoming year. We're working on putting the final touches on that now. And this is not only great information for you, but it's kind of practice for that. So that's why we're going all the way through with the live shows. I want your questions. If I haven't asked for your questions in a couple of shows, I apologize. Please send me your questions. And the way you send me your questions is you make a video and you say, hey, Dave, I got a question, and you say what the question is on the video, I may just use the audio, I may use the video in the audio, I may use the text in a future show, and then you send the video to askdave at dlorenzo.com, at That's where the questions go. I love the questions. We do the questions every day. You can hear the questions on the podcast, That's what the questions are good for. They give us something to talk about at the end of the show. I need you to help me out. Please do me this favor. Send me your questions. I know you have questions. I wanna answer them for you. All right, let's talk about the recession and why you shouldn't wait for an official recession to get started preparing. An official recession, the definition of that, is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. And that's negative growth for the gross domestic product of the country, right? It's confusing, it's complicated. If you're not an economist or somebody who follows the stock market on a regular basis or watches business TV all the time, you just know things have slowed down. Things are slowing down. The problem is to have two quarters of negative growth, two, consicu- two consecutive, there's one of those mistakes right there, and it's staying in. <laughs> two consecutive quarters of negative growth to have that you have to have a really big economic slowdown. The last thing to happen is people get laid off. That's when the media starts noticing. When people start losing their jobs, the media goes, "Uh uh-oh, the economy's really slowing down. I want you to do this. I want you to look at manufacturing and see that manufacturing has slowed down. In fact, manufacturing growth for the last two quarters already has been negative and you realize that if companies aren't manufacturing stuff, pretty soon, they're gonna have to lay people off. When those layoffs start, people can't afford to buy stuff. That's when everybody's affected in the economy because people who can't afford to buy stuff can't afford to go on vacations. People who are laid off can't afford to do anything. They're gonna look for another job. That's when unemployment starts to go up. That's when things really get nasty as far as a recession goes. You can't wait till that point as a business owner or as a selling or sales professional, you can't wait until things get to that point for you to take action. You gotta act right now. So here's what I want you to do. Starting now, today, you need to pretend like you have no money. You need to pretend that things are bad from a business standpoint. You need to look to cut costs everywhere you can and take the money that you save and put it into savings in your business. This will allow you, if you have employees, to keep them employed longer because you can draw on your savings before you lay people off. It's also going to allow you to prepare yourself because when things get bad, you can steal market share from your competitors if you have some cash. You'll have more employees, you'll have more boots on the ground, have feet on the street. You can get market share from your competitors in a recession. So a recession is a good thing if you prepare in advance. So I need you to be lean and stay lean. If somebody leaves on their own, because as I record this today, the job market is really good. So your people may be out there thinking they can get a better job. And maybe they can get a better job. So when they go, instead of looking for a replacement right now, I would look to see if you can do without them right now. I know you're busy, but here's the thing. If you can do without them right now, if you can save that money for that position right now, you can have your pick of who you want to replace that person in six months when the economy gets bad or... You can figure out how to do without that person and save that money in total and be ready to steal market share from your competitors by adding an additional salesperson down the road, okay? So I want you to get lean in every area. Look to cut costs, look to save money without impacting the customer experience wherever you can. That's number one. Number two, You need to create a culture of constant business growth, create a culture of constant relationship development and growth. What does this mean? I want you to go reach out to all of your current clients, everybody who pays you, for business services right now, or who pays you for your products right now, and I want you to see what other problems they have that you can solve for them. If you don't have a product that solves their problem now, either figure out how to make a product, or figure out how to white label a product, or figure out how to connect them with the provider of a product and make some money off of it. If you can't make any money off of it, just help them and continue to deepen the relationship. Do whatever you can to continue to deepen existing relationships. Get in there, burrow in like a tick. Get in there and make sure your relationship is solid. Make sure your clients cannot take a breath without consulting you. If you do that, it will be harder for them to disconnect you when time it will be harder for them to disconnect from you when times get tough. The other thing I want you to do is I want you to infuse into everyone in your company that they're responsible for business growth. Everyone in your company, from the people who sweep the floors and clean the bathrooms to the people who work on the manufacturing line to, of course, your salespeople, should be asking their friends and family to do business with you. You need to delve into the networks of everyone who works in your company and have them understand that if the company grows, it's good for them. I want everyone in your company focused on growth. I want them thinking about company growth 24-7. You have to create a culture, a company culture, focused on business and relationship growth. You're always growing. What did you sell today? That's what you should be asking everyone in your company. How did you deepen a relationship with a client or with a customer today? That's what you should be asking everyone in your company every day. If you do that, people will keep this top of mind, and that will get you through when times get tough. But you got to start now. you got to make that a habit that people are focused on right now. The final thing I want you to think about is the return on investment from marketing and sales. Everything you do from a marketing or a sales standpoint must provide a return on investment. Cut out any brand advertising that you're doing. If you're just doing something to generate brand awareness or you're just doing something for promotional purposes or public relations purposes, stop doing it. Everything you do from a marketing and sales perspective must produce a return on investment or you stop. You run an ad. If the ad gives you a positive return on investment, you rerun the ad again until it stops giving you a positive return on investment. If it doesn't give you a return on investment, you never run that same ad twice. If your salespeople aren't producing, you go back and retrain them. If they don't produce after that, you get rid of them and you get more salespeople or different salespeople. You have to get a return on investment from every effort in sales and marketing and you gotta start that now. The reason I want you thinking about these things today is because it's going to take a few months for them to become habits, for them to become part of your company culture. That's why I want you focused on this now. That's why I want you focused on it today. You gotta be lean and stay lean. You gotta create a culture of constant, continuous business and relationship growth and development. You've got to get an ROI. You've got to get a return on investment from everything in marketing and in sales. Now, we've talked a lot about recessions and the recession that will come. It's going to come. It's immutable. It's like the laws of gravity. Eventually, the economy slows down. Growth is negative. It doesn't have to last a long time. It might, may only last six months, but you should be focused on growth even through that recessionary time period. Now, the question I have received today, now the question I received for today's show is a question that comes up from time to time. And this question is, what is the difference between a strategic alliance relationship and a business partnership? because I've done several videos and audio programs on strategic alliance relationships and people sometimes call them partnerships and people wanna know what the difference is. Okay, here's the difference. A partnership is a formal business relationship where you have some sort of a profit sharing relationship. A strategic alliance partnership or a strategic alliance relationship doesn't have to be that formal. You can have a strategic alliance relationship and do a marketing event with that person. And you mail to your list and invite them to an event. That person mails to their list and invites them to the event. And all those people together, that collective group, are in the room. And both of those lists of people... Whoever raises their hand and says they want to work with you, they become your clients then. Some of those people you don't even know, they came from the other person's list. The alliance is what you put together to run that relationship marketing scenario, but it's not a partnership where you're splitting the revenue. If you wanted to do something more formal and you wanted to give someone else the opportunity to sell a product that you manufacture and you were going to split the profits, that would be a partnership. If you, that's the difference, that's how I draw the line. If you're splitting the profits and you have a formal relationship that's memorialized with an agreement, that's a partnership. If you're simply marketing to each other's lists, that's a strategic alliance. It's something that is informal, yet still as important. And by the way, if we're talking about recessions, and that was the theme of today's show, don't wait to get ready for the 2020 recession, you're talking about a recession, strategic alliances are a great way to get through a recession. If you're gonna go into a recession and you wanna make sure you have as many relationships out there as possible so that you can survive because some people will have money, other people won't, what I want you to do is form a strategic alliance relationship with other people who target the same clients that you target, and then market to their list, let them market to your list, so you attract as many people as possible. That's another way to get through the 2020 recession, the upcoming recession, and it's a bonus because we took that question today on strategic alliance relationships versus formalized Partnerships. Send me your questions. Ask Dave at dlorenzo.com. Ask Dave at dlorenzo.com. I look forward to seeing you right back here again tomorrow. Until then, make sure you do this because if you do this, you will sell.